This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 507. Thanks for joining me. Great to have your company on the show once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, just how fast are your tech products depreciating? And which ones are holding their value? Norton has launched new internet security software with identity theft insurance. And facial recognition technology is being used in some Australian retail stores. Should we be worried? In the Tech Guide reviews, Huawei has released four new wearables, including a blood pressure monitor. Sony's new in-car AV receivers offer wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And LG has entered the laptop market with its latest Gram range. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, I'd say it's no secret that tech depreciates, and some products depreciate pretty quickly. But it depends on the product, of course, and there's a new report that's just been released by Cell Cell. that's S-E-L-L-C-L-L. This is a comparison site for tech products in the United States, and this is all relative, of course, the products that hold their value in the US, obviously, same sort of thing happening in Australia. It's based on the product, not actually where they're located, same sort of market demands are happening there. They've done a really interesting report about the rate of depreciation of various tech products. And, of course, we're looking at gaming consoles and smartphones and tablets mainly. But it's really interesting to see the the top brands that are holding their value. And uh, one is the Sony PlayStation 5. The other is the Xbox Series X and Series S. And on the smartphone side, Apple's iPhone 13 are leading the way. But just how well are they doing? Well, let's start off with the Sony PlayStation 5. Now, it is still very much in hot demand. And uh, not only is it popular, but it's also what's helping it keep its value is its scarcity. Yes, some people can't get them. Some people are still waiting for them. So... That's the reason why they've held their value so well over all this time. In 18 months since launch, they've only depreciated by 8%, which is unheard of for a tech product. That's, that's remarkable. And the fact that a gaming console like the PlayStation 5 isn't released every year. It's not like a phone. Like every year there's a new iPhone. There's a new Samsung Galaxy phone. There's a new Pixel phone. With consoles... They're years apart, and that's another contributing factor to the to to the fact that so the Sony PlayStation Five is still holding on to its value rather than depreciating rather quickly, as we see with other products. It's no surprise then to to learn that the Microsoft Series X is only dropping twenty one percent in value since its launch. It launched around the same time as the as the PlayStation Five. 
for the similar for similar reasons. A, they don't make they don't release one every year. B, they were very hard to get hold of at one point. The Series S that lost thirty one point four percent in value in the past eighteen months. So if you're the gaming console world is doing pretty well. In fact, the Nintendo Switch OLED, which was released just seven months ago, is depreciating at exactly the same rate as the Xbox Series S at 31.4%. So for consoles, you know that you're not going to be buying a new one next year or the year after. You're going to be holding on to that one. And hence the reason, especially in the PlayStation is an exception here, the PlayStation 5. The, the the fact that it's you won't see you won't see the PlayStation Six for a number of years yet, where you, it's hard still hard to get them. So rarity adds value, and that's what we're seeing here. But on the smartphone side, let's let's delve into that. This is probably the biggest part of this report, because when you think about it, we've all got a smartphone. Not everyone's got a PlayStation Five or an Xbox, or if they do, it's one for the family. It's not like one device per person. I don't know how well you're doing. If you've got a PlayStation 5 for every member of your family, you're doing very well if, if that's the case. But a smartphone, everyone's got one. And hence the reason why the depreciation can be quite big, quite, quite swift when it comes to these products. But Apple... Uh, has led the way here. Apple's iPhone 13 led the way in terms of the least depreciation, not not the most. Uh, iPhone 13, top of the list, average depreciation across all models of the iPhone 13 is 27.5%, and that equates to a monthly depreciation of just 3.4%. But you know what? Just because you're Apple uh, doesn't mean the news is always good. With its iPhone SE 2022 released just a few months ago, it had this uncharacteristically high depreciation rate of 47.1%. That's 23.6% per month in the two months that it was launched before the Cell Cell report. So that's unusual for, for an iPhone. But the fact it's an SE, I guess, my, my thoughts are that it hasn't changed design. It looks like the older product. Uh, has the same size, same size screen. So nothing apart from the internals that have changed, it looks the same as an older product. That perhaps could be contributing to its faster depreciation. Well, the news gets worse at Google. The Pixel 6 had an average of 48.5% depreciation across all handsets, and that's after just seven months since release. The Galaxy S22 range, according to Cell Cell, is even worse, would you believe, at 51.6% depreciation in the first three months after launch. That's 17.2% a month since launch. So see, as I said, phones, we know there's a new one coming next year. Everyone's got them. They're, they're, not, they're not scarce. They're, there's a lot of them around. Let's talk tablets now, and it might not surprise you that Apple dominates the tablet space as well. One example is the iPad Pro third generation, so that's the 2021 model, has only dropped 42.3% since it was launched a year ago. So for a tablet, that actually ain't too bad. But the the iPad Air fifth generation, uh, that was the one released earlier this year, 
that's lost 32.1% in the first two months after launch before the sell-sell report was put together. But Samsung, again, took a hit here. Do you remember they released the Tab S8 when they launched the Galaxy S22? The Galaxy, the Tab S8 lost 65.4% of its value after just two months since launch, according to this report. So that, that's gone, that's halved in value, more than halved in value after just a couple of months of being on sale. Let's talk wearables. The Apple Watch Series 7 had a 58.2% depreciation after seven months. Samsung Watch 4 dropped even further, 76% in nine months. But that's an almost identical monthly performance. So 58.2 for the Apple Watch Series 7 after seven months. Apple Watch 4, 76% in nine months. So, yeah, similar rate of attrition right there. Interesting stats. If you want to check them out yourself, do, the, do you have these products that we're talking about? Are you uh, an owner of any of these devices? Do you have an S22? Are you worried that it's dropping in value quite quickly? As long as you like it, as long as it's working, you're getting what you need out of it, then I think you've got no problem. Unless you're selling it, of course. If you want to, what the normally the best option would be in the case of Samsung, let's use them as the example. If you want to upgrade to a new Samsung phone, they'll take your old one. So you can trade the old phone to get yourself a decent discount off the new one. So you don't have to worry about listing it and dealing with people and, and posting it and all of that stuff. If you trade it in, that often uh, produces the best result, as the same is with Apple too. Apple have a pretty good uh, trading program as well in their stores if you want to fund the, the purchase of the new iPhone with your old iPhone, which is always, I tell my kids this, it's always a good idea to, to look after your devices. Put a cover on it. Put a screen protector on it. It's an investment. The better condition it is, the more money it's going to be worth when it's time to move it on. So uh, I think if you, can, if you can do what my kids don't do and listen to my advice... Their, uh, their phones look like they've been beaten up with a baseball bat when it's time to change them. I don't know what they do with them. Anyway, that's, uh, that's my problem to deal with, not yours. But if you want to read more about this depreciation story, this sell-sell report, there's some tables here and a nice graph, and you can check it out in even more depth, would you believe, at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, Norton, uh, who are a proud sponsor of the Tech Guide podcast, they have released a new product, and this is the Norton 360 Advanced. So we knew we knew about Norton 360. Now it's gone to another level. It's called 360 Advanced, and protection has gone even further, but also, too, it's, it's addressing the modern issues, the modern threats that we that we're dealing with now you cast your mind back a few years ago and the whole idea of having internet security software was to present prevent a virus remember that when you used to get oh no don't click on that it might put install a virus on your computer and this was just to cause you trouble to cause you cause us pain and inconvenience but hasn't all that changed now so it's not about the virus anymore although there is a viral kind of approach that they try to do, you know, with uh, you clicking links and installing malware that could do all kinds of things to your computer. But it's all about money. It's all about trying to get your money, but also trying to get your identity. This is the thing 
that Norton has really concentrated on in this brand new version. It does everything else that you expect it to. It's it protects you against viruses, malware, spyware, ransomware protection. It's also got the secure VPN that that protects you when you're connected in public Wi-Fi. Two hundred gig of cloud storage, parental controls, password manager, you name it. It's got all those as well. It's also got the dark web monitoring, which we'll talk about. But it's also introduced this new two new things: social media monitoring and identity theft reimbursement. We're talking insurance here. So you you buy Norton 360 Advanced and you are able, you, you've, you're covered for identity theft. It's like an insurance policy up to the value of $58,000 for losses and expenses associated with identity theft. So according to the Australian Institute of Criminology and the ACCC Scam Watch, of if being a victim of cyber crime is actually more common than robbery, motor vehicle theft, and a break-in. So it's one in four Australians are affected by some form of cyber crime. And that's an eye-opening stat because more common than robbery, motor vehicle theft, and break-ins. Now, identity theft is this big new threat. It's been around for a while. We've been talking about it on the show for quite some time. And your identity is a very powerful piece of information. And what makes your identity is what they call your your personally identifiable information. Information that's unique to yourself. So your name, your address, your phone number, date of birth, your other info like bank accounts and various things like that. So per, all this personally identifiable information is like currency on the dark web. It is bought and sold and traded. And the thing is, though, it's often obtained without your knowledge. And, and it's used in a variety of ways. People think, well, what are they going to do with my identity? What, what can they do? Well, they can do a lot. They can make unauthorized credit card purchases. They can take over existing financial accounts, create new accounts in your name and loans. So imagine that. You, you've suddenly someone's used all your details to fund a loan or some sort of criminal enterprise. This is real. This is happening. And the the alarming thing is, A, we don't know when it happens, most of us, and B, what the hell do you do to get your identity back and to get your money back? These are, these are really, these are big issues. So what Norton's done is they've added this protection into their new product, the 360 Advanced. Now, Norton Research says that 59% of Australians would not know what to do if their identity was stolen, 35% believing their identity will probably be stolen in the future. Can you believe that? Third, that's one in three people is expecting their identity to be stolen in the future. And you, you do things like if you're shopping online, sharing on social media, data breaches, these are the things that expose your personal info and can lead to identity theft. So you can you can lose money. You can have have uh, your credit cards in your name, phone numbers in your name. So what Norton's doing is putting up $58,000 identity theft insurance to help you in the event of something happening. So that's pretty confident of their product if they can protect you to that extent 
where they're willing to back you up to the value of 58000 bucks if it does happen. So I'm sure there'd be a few terms and conditions here, but the bottom line is if you, you'll obviously need to have the software on your computers and on your devices, and if it still happens, then you've got, you've got that backup. So what the insurance covers, up to 25000 in legal expense reimbursement, up to $3,000 for lost income. It also covers up to $25,000 in ob- obligation to pay cover for any unauthorized bank, credit card, and loans accounts in your name that were made without your authorization, plus 5000 for miscellaneous expenses. Now, it doesn't stop there. What Norton will do, they'll guide you through the process of resolving your identity theft issue and getting you back to getting everything back again. So you, what it does, it uses award-winning identity restoration specialists who are on call seven days a week. Who would have thought, if I said to you 35 years ago, one day we're going to have people who are identity restoration specialists, you'll think, what kind of a future are we living in in uh, 2022? Well, this is a reality, people. So what they do, the identity restoration specialists help customers when dealing with third parties like credit card companies, financial institutions, collection agencies, government agencies, while they are getting your identity back together again. Now, another feature I mentioned is social media monitoring. Now, this this is big because what it can do, it can keep an eye on your feed. So keep an eye on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And it will notify you if there's any kind of suspicious activity linked to your account. But here's the other thing. What it also does, it can also flag potentially risky links. So it'll help prevent you being led along to a site that could serve up malware, potential scams, potential phishing attempts. So this is uh, part of the social media monitoring. Because you think about it, social media, for many people, that's their internet. Twitter feed, Facebook, Instagram. That's where they live. That's where they, what they do online. That's where they go. And guess what? That's where the cyber criminals go. They go where the crowd is. They go where people are. And so that's the reason why this is a new feature that Norton has added to their products. Now, we already know Norton has their dark web monitoring that delves even deeper uh, into those black market places. They scan private forums and social webs and let you know if your information is, has been seen in those circles. So they got you back across the park. And as I mentioned, they've got the secure VPN, password manager, parental controls, up to 200 gig of cloud backup as well. Now, Norton 360 Advanced, it's not cheap but it does come with a lot of protection. It's $257 for 12 months. Think of it as insurance for your identity. Now, I don't know about you, but if you know you've got up to $58,000 worth of protection, then this is worth considering. If you drive a car that's worth less than $58,000, I'm sure you're paying more than $257 for insurance. So just think of it that way. It's protecting you across the park as well as giving you that identity theft insurance protection for up to 58000 bucks. You can have it on up to five PCs, Macs, smartphones, or tablets for one year. 
and includes that identity theft insurance. Definitely worth thinking about, and you think about how we do insure other parts of our life. Our life, we insure our home, our car, our contents. So just another thing to protect is our identity, which could lead down a path where you lose a lot more than $257. Definitely worth a look. You want to find out more about Norton 360 Advance? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Just the other day, there was an interesting investigation by Choice about some Australian retailers using facial recognition technology in their stores. Turned out that Choice, they looked at 25 different major retailers in Australia and found that three of them, namely Kmart, Bunnings and The Good Guys, were actually capturing the biometric data of their customers. In other words, using facial recognition technology. According to the investigation, Choice says that 76% of Australians say they weren't aware that facial recognition technology was being used in any of the stores. And I know why. It's really hard for you to know that when you're entering the stores. I think Kmart had a sign out the front of one of their stores, most of their stores, that says conditions of entry. It's sort of way off to the side in pretty small type. It's not like it sticks out very much. And at the very the very bottom paragraph of the warning of the conditions was that the store has 24-hour CCTV coverage, which includes facial recognition technology. Now, what does that actually mean and should we be worried? Well, what it means is that they have a mechanism the technology through the cameras that can look at everyone who walks through the front of the into the store, the store entrance, look at your face, identify your unique features, and file that away. Now, by doing that, they don't know your name, they don't know your phone number, they don't know your credit card number, so they're not matching faces to purchases. If that was the case, then it'd be a much more serious issue than than it is so what they're basically doing is they're thinking say i've walked into kmart they don't know my name they don't know who i am where i live my number they don't know who i am they know that my facial features when looked at they've got this file on and stored that if my face comes back into the store again they go oh this guy's back they don't know that my name's stephen fennick they don't know my name they don't know my address they don't know anything they go this guy's back now why would they need this technology, you may ask? Well, only one store responded to Choice's investigation. Kmart and the good guys uh, chose to say nothing. But Bunnings' response was that facial recognition is one tool that they use to prevent theft and anti-social behaviour. So imagine if I've, I've been to Bunnings, carried on like a pork chop, abused staff, really, really caused problems then if I come back into the store, they'll go, oh, this bloke's back again. Keep an eye on this bloke. So that's kind of just them basically bracing themselves if some some person who didn't act, didn't behave very well is back in store. On the other side, if I've walked in the store and got busted shoplifting, 
then they'll go, hang on, Hot Fingers is back again. Let's keep an eye on this dude. So, or woman, whoever it happens to be. So that's another th- reason they would have it, so that it's flagged that there's a potential issue that's, that has walked into their store. Now, it's it, to me, my attitude of, to this is like, I know that Google tracks my data and uses my data anonymously. They know what sites I go to so they can market to me better. I don't care. That, uh, if that's, the, if that's the, what, what happens, then that's what happens. It's not invading my privacy. Yeah, I might, I might be seeing the same ad across a couple of different sites that I visit. But that's about it. That's about it. Now, to me personally, I don't care. You might have a different attitude, and that's your right. And in the case of having your face recognised whenever you walk into a store, then I think it's similar to that sort of that anonymous data that's tracked across the internet. They don't know who you are, where you live. They're not going to send you emails and put you on mailing lists. They're just going to know you're back. And if you go back more than once, they're going to know, oh, he's back again. That's all it is. I think the, the issue here, I think, is the lack of transparency. They should have been a bit more upfront to say, to explain how I explained it. Yeah, we're going to use face recognition technology. We'll know when you come back, but we don't know your name. We don't know your phone number. We don't know anything. We just know you're back, and that's it. That's how they should have explained it to people. They should have had it pr- uh, displayed more prominently in the store entrances, maybe illustrated it with a with an image, uh, uh, some, some kind of uh, a picture of a face and a camera, and make it plain and simple, and also explain the fact that facial recognition technology uh, does not intrude on your your information you, that, that we don't know we're not collecting data we're collecting your face and we want to know when you turn up again now the other side of this too is they they use this information i think for other purposes and, and with the other purpose is to make the store better they want to know where you go they want to know okay here's this bloke again could be me they don't know it's me they don't know my name they go this bloke this this bloke he's pretty tall solid solid fella he's back again wearing a star wars t-shirt again not that they'd take note of that, but that'd be me. And here, he, he, he's, when he walks in, he always goes to the right. He always goes towards the home section, and then he heads over to menswear, and then he looks, checks out the T-shirts. So I think that this information is probably as valuable to them as it is for their security purposes, that they might want to improve the flow of the store. That's just data for them to use. To, to, yeah, I'm sure you've seen, I think Kmart a few years ago just changed the entire layout of their stores and where stuff used to be is not there anymore. It's changed. Like the, remember, do you remember when Kmart and, and uh, even or Kmart used to have all their registers at the very front of the store? Now they're right in the middle of the store. So you've got to walk right up to in the middle. So that's research done to think, well, why would you change that? So I think this, re- this facial recognition technology can help with that. They use that data for to make sure that your experience in the store perhaps could be a little bit better. Tell us what you think. Is facial recognition an issue in stores? Does it worry you? Do you care? Will you go to those? Still go to those stores? I know I will. I don't care. My it's my face, and if my face turns up, they they just think, oh, this guy's back. Not that I go to those stores too often. I'm there. I don't mind. You know, good old shop at Kmart. Bunnings, I'm there quite often. I like Bunnings. But I'm behaving myself. I'm not abusing people. I'm not stealing things. So if I, if I come and go through Bunnings, they're not going to disturb me. And I'm not going to disturb them either. 
If you want to find out more about the facial recognition technology being used in stores, that report uh, attributed to Choice, of course, that's a, quite a big investigation, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Huawei has launched four new health wearables. Huawei have got some skin in the game here. They've got a few of these. They've, they've released these over the years, and these are updates to those products, but also some new products as well, including a blood pressure monitor. So there's four new products, the Huawei Watch D, the Huawei Watch GT3 Pro, the Huawei Watch Fit 2, and the Huawei Band 7. So you can think anything with a number in it, in this, in what I just said, they are the updated models of that particular one. The one that doesn't have a number in it is the new product, and that is the Huawei Watch D. And that's what we're going to start talking about first. But the... Thing, all these products have one thing in common, a few things in common. They've got really nice designs. They've also got remarkable battery life. I've said this before. I don't know what Huawei does, but their batteries last forever. They, I remember talking about the, the watch, the GT3, and that had, had a 14-day battery in a watch, which is incredible. And, and it, was, it was so good that you could wear it for days at a time, sleep with it, get all that information, and then charge it up again, and then you got another two weeks to use it. Now, anyone else, and, and when I'm not reviewing any of these other products, I'll wear an Apple Watch, and I've got to charge that thing every night. It, it is remarkable. And all of these products have that amazing battery life. Now, four in ten Aussies uh, since the pandemic – are prioritising their health more than they did before. That's nearly half of Australians are thinking, you know what, I need to take better care of myself. And they're using these sorts of devices to do it. 72.8% of Aussies over 15 are not meeting, not meeting the physical activity guidelines that's recommended by the Australian government. So... People need to move more. They need to exercise more. They need to keep an eye on their health and wellness more. And products like these from Huawei can really help you do it. They do have an offer, of course. I'll mention that up top. Until July 17, customers can take advantage of an offer of a 150 retail gift card if you purchase the Huawei Watch D or the Huawei GT3 Pro. 
or you can get a $50 retail gift card if you purchase the Huawei Watch Fit 2 Classic or the Watch Fit 2 Active. We'll talk pricing as we go through these devices, but uh, that's that's a retail gift card. So you can buy, you don't get cash, but you can buy, that's like a, a voucher. You can buy something else with it. Let's start off with the Huawei Watch D. Now, plenty of, I've had a lot of questions about people looking to have a device that can measure their blood pressure. I think the the one that came closest was the watch, the Samsung Watch 4, which if you had a basic cuff measurement, you would take that information and calibrate the blood pressure monitoring feature on the watch. So you need that reference from the cuff measurement, and then it would use the heart rate monitors and sensors to track your blood pressure rather than measuring your blood pressure, to track the changes in your blood pressure. Now, as far as we, I can tell, the Watch D is, and this is what Huawei says, is a blood pressure monitoring device. So it provides accurate measurements at, the, at one-sixth the size of a traditional measuring device. And so you do have the blood pressure, you have the, you, have the, you know how they say it's a 118 over, over 80 it does give you that, as well as your blood pressure, as well as your pulse as well. That's your beats per minute. That is what can be achieved with the Watch D. Now, it's got a this high-pressure sensor, which increases the accuracy of the measurement. So you can measure your blood pressure anywhere and any time. This is going to be popular, this one. It's 799 bucks. It also, of course, is a heart rate monitor, sleep monitoring, stress monitoring, also has 70 workout modes and a battery life of up to seven days, which is still good. It's got a 1.64-inch AMOLED color screen. The watch itself is just 13.6 millimeters. Pretty slick. Let's move on to the Watch GT3 Pro. Two models here. One is the titanium model, 899. Then there's a ceramic model, which is $9.99. Now, again, battery life for 14 days and plenty of other health tools and wellness features as well, including all-day heart rate monitoring and also blood oxygen monitoring as well. There are more than 100 personalized workouts, so it includes everything from playing golf to cross-country skiing. That's quite a variety. And it is a pretty stylish watch, so if you're one to, uh, you know, you hit the boardroom or you're out on the town or you're in the gym, it's going to hold its own in any of those situations. It also has an IP68 rating for water resistance, and you can actually take it as deep as 30 metres because it has now, one of its modes for health, the exercise modes, is free diving mode. I don't know whether that's an exercise mode or just an, a, a standalone mode. Free diving. If you want to dive 30 metres, the Huawei Watch GT3 Pro has got your back and can give you some information about that. Next up, the Huawei Watch Fit 2, 299 for the active model, 349 for the classic model. Now, this is your has a square to rectangular shape. 
The the Watch D, by the way, is a rectangular shape as well. The Watch uh, GT3 Pro is a circular watch face. That's more your style model. Watch Fit 2 has more a rectangular shape. And this is a, it's a lightweight device, so it has all the features to answer calls on your wrist and play music from the watch, your watch to directly to the watch. Uh, but on the health and wellness side, health and fitness side, there's 97 workout modes. And there's even a built-in animated fitness coach. So you can actually watch this animation of how to do your exercises, like having a little personal trainer on your wrist. It's got even got all, easy to follow audio instructions and that animated demonstration. So you know exactly what you need to do in those, that particular exercise. Uh, you also have a unique wellness plan. So if you when you use this long enough, one of the features is it shapes a unique wellness plan for you uh, along with your step tracking and water intake as well. So it does uh, have this, this, this plan for you to follow. And that's only based on your information. And if you're a runner, the Huawei, uh, the Watch Fit 2, can also uses, it has the running ability index. That's RAI. So it looks at your height, your age, weight, fitness and running experience and gives you a training plan so if you're maybe working up to run a marathon or a half marathon this could help you create a training plan to achieve that and 10 day battery life on that one 10 days remarkable the huawei band 7 is the most affordable in the range it's 159 bucks now this is a nice little companion has a sort of long rectangular screen shape Still pretty nice and light. It can still also help you with your health management, set your daily goals as well. So you can set goals and it'll give you a little celebration once you hit those goals. So it's it's trying to help you form these healthy habits. Also has 96 workout modes, including running, roller skating and walking. Battery life up to 14 days. I told you the battery life is really good on these things. 14 days. You can't go wrong there. The Huawei series of wearables, there's four of them, including the Watch D that can take your blood pressure. If you want to find out more about that, head over to techguide.com.au. I can remember years and years ago, um, I had a Mercedes-Benz C-Class and I remember I wanted to have a full touch screen in my car. And I remember how I installed a Pioneer system. And the Pioneer system had, it was like a double DIN size. So it was like two, you know how the normal little narrow slot for you, like a CD player or a tape deck, that's single DIN. Double DIN meant it was twice the height of that, which is enough room for a screen. And I can remember having that done, and I remember the screen used to actually come out of the unit and then and flip upward. So it would it would take it was it was even though it was doubled in size, it, it only took the the space of a single din, and that was incredible. I was able to watch stuff when I when I'm parked, of course, and I even had a TV tuner in. I could watch television in that car. Would you believe? Well, now uh, Sony has released a new in-car AV receiver. So if you wanted to do that today, can you, you can imagine how much better that is. Like back this, I'm talking, this was almost 20 years ago when I did this and there was no such thing as CarPlay. I don't think there was even an iPhone at the time. 
It was early days. I had an old Nokia phone that I used to connect to that car. And even the, the fact I could use that Nokia phone hands-free and see who's calling me on the, on the, on the little dashboard behind the steering wheel, on the little display, I thought that was just a, a miracle of technology. Now look what you can do. The, uh, the Sony, their new AV receivers, there are two of them. There's the XAV AX6000, the XAV AX4000. Now, they've got 6.95-inch bezel-less flush displays and, of course, wireless smartphone connectivity. So you can have Apple CarPlay and Android Auto wirelessly. So wi- Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi connection so you can – it's not Bluetooth. There's a Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi connection so you can have CarPlay and Android Auto – wirelessly you know how normally with carplay you got to connect a, a cable and have that in usb port not anymore if you want that now you can have the new sony av receivers for your car and have it no cable the units also have a gps antenna and it, everything can be controlled with your voice so you're probably thinking why would i want to do this i might have a screen already and i uh i have carplay already well the the have not having a cable that that's one big thing but having voice control i reckon that's another big thing too here and it's got its own gps antenna so you can be navigating communicating or playing music while you're driving all with your voice commands so no need to touch the thing while you're driving that's a really important safety feature so uh yeah apple carplay if you've got an iphone of course turns the screen into a familiar home page and all your apps are there to make calls access your music and audio books and messages maps all the while allowing you to stay focused on the road that's the whole idea behind it android auto if you're an android user has the same deal and you can have complete control with your voice just by saying hey google or by pressing there's a dedicated voice button that you can press as well it has the, the 6.9-inch flush screen is, is an anti-glare display, and it's, it has capacitive, it's a capacitive touchscreen, uh, so which means really easy to operate, but also you can see it quite clearly at any time of the day or night. Now, the unit also has HDMI connectivity, so you can connect an external audio or visual source so you can hear it or view it while you're parked of course you can't be watching this stuff while you're driving come on you can't do that when you're parked you can do that i don't know if you need to i know when i I remember when i had my system with my merc back in the day i used to be able to watch stuff on that as well especially tv but i could only watch it while i'm parked and what i used to do like i'd often have to pick up my kids from sport or school or whatever and if i'm there a bit early i got 10 minutes to kill i could watch something or listen to something i'm sure all of you can relate so uh, a handy thing to have. It's also compatible with a connected, uh, with a reversing camera. So you can put your camera's display from the reversing camera on that Sony AV screen in your car as well. Now, if music quality is what you're after, the Sony, it's a Sony. Of course, it's going to give you that. You can stream audio at 96 kilohertz up to 24-bit thanks to Bluetooth wireless audio with bit rates up to three times higher than conventional Bluetooth, and also has FLAC compatibility. That's free, lossless audio codec. This is like MP3. A lot of people don't know what FLAC is. Like MP3, but it's lossless, so signals are still compressed, but you don't lose any quality. FLAC is pretty important. 
Also has digital signal processing for su- superior processing and adjustment. So you can easily match the system to your car's front and rear speakers and a subwoofer. If you've got a lot of speakers in your car, this can control it like a maestro. It's like a conductor. It'll look after it. Also has five volt high voltage pre-out. People know that's important because the clearer sound, less distortion if you've got a better, cleaner, high voltage output. And uh, it, it size-wise as well, here's another important thing. The Sony head unit might be doubled in, right? So it's the, you look at it, it's, two, it's, it's doubled in height. But what you do, you get a lot of room at the back. It's singled in dimensions behind it. So that means when you're installing it, you've got room for things like a cable harness, steering wheel controls, uh, and, and any integration boxes you may have. So you can install the unit in a vehicle that typically didn't have a, the room for a doubled-in system behind the, the radio mounting area there. So uh, it prevented the installation of similar products. But with the Sony, you got room to move, baby. You can do more back there. The Sony XAV AX6000 is available from September. It's going to be $999. The AX4000 is available from August, and it's going to be $899. Now, the difference is the AX6000 has the 5-volt high voltage pre-out, the uh, 4,000 dozen. That's uh, worth 100 bucks to you if you want that. You want to see a close, take a closer look at the Sony Car AV systems? You can check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, who said LG only make TVs and appliances? Well, this is going to surprise you if that's what you thought because they are in the laptop market. And not for the first time, I've got to say. This is Generation 2. They had their first uh, run at it last year, and they were very popular. Uh, Reason being is because they're light, they're compact, and offer performance. So you're getting style and functionality all at the same time. LG know a thing or two about design, and they've brought that to their laptop range so there is they're available in a range of sizes and we're talking there's a one there's one 17 inch three 16 inch and two 14 inch models in the range depending on what you want to do depending on the size of screen you want that does give you some choice there what they've all got in common is an ultra thin bezel really high screen to body ratio so you're seeing more screen than anything else also has really good picture quality. The screen has 16 by 10 aspect ratio and 2560 by 1600 resolution. So images and videos look pretty cool. Screens are 19, give you 99% coverage of the DCI P3 color space. Important if you're a photographer or a, an editor, that's really important. Or, or if you're a video editor too, you want that color space as well. Uh, the LG... IPS screen, that stands for in-plane switching, which means it's uh, got a good viewing angle. Uh, It's also anti-glare, so you're not getting any of those distracting reflections, which means this is good to go anywhere, no matter what lighting conditions you're working in. Even in bright sunlight, you're still going to see this thing. Uh, Also available as well is the View Plus from LG. Now, this is a portable 16-inch monitor with a detachable cover, so you can connect it to the LG Gram via USB-C. So if you want to extend your laptop space, your desktop, then boom, you have, pull out the View Plus and, and Bob's your uncle. And the View Plus on its own, by the way, is 599 bucks if you want that added space. 
but the the laptops start from 1999. That's the 14-inch model. Now, the, the laptops are powered by the 12th generation Intel Core processor and have been uh, upgraded to the latest SSD and RAM. So they've got the NVMe Gen 4 SSD and the LPDDR5 RAM. Uh, so good to know that you're getting the latest and greatest there. There will there is significant improvement over even compared to last year's models, which is important. You want you want to you want the next gen to be better. They're all Intel Evo platform certified, which means all day battery life. Uh, so you can have a pretty solid run at working anywhere for long periods of time. Now here's another cool feature the, on the security side. This is the, the all the LG Gram laptops have a have a feature called LG Glance by a company called Mirrometrics. Now, what this does, it locks the screen automatically if you step away from the device. So if you just leave your desk, move away, screen locks straight away. Uh, It can even, get this right, it can even alert the user and blur the content of your screen if someone's looking at the screen from over your shoulder. So someone's trying to take a sticky beak, say you might be on a bus or a train or on a plane or wherever you happen to be, you're in the office, Someone's looking over your shoulder at your screen. It'll automatically blur it and say, "Oi, someone's looking at your screen." Now, and what other laptop lets you do that? Normally, if someone's peeking over your shoulder, you nine ninety nine times out of hundred, you don't know they're there unless you can see their reflection or something in the screen. But that's pretty cool. It also has full HD webcam and noise cancelling microphone, so you can have a pretty high quality video conference. We've done a few of those in the last couple of years, so LG has responded to that to make sure your experience is top shelf. The LG Gram range is available now from the selected retailers and from lg.com forward slash au. Full list of pricing, uh, st- I said starting at 1999 for the 14-inch, all the way up to 3299 for the 17-inch with all the bells and whistles, and plenty of prices in between for the three 16-inch models and the second 14-inch models. So there's a bit of room for you to go up and down in terms of storage space, the amount of uh, RAM. I think they've all got 16 gig of RAM anyway, so you're, pretty, you're, you're all solid there. Also, too, whether you want an Intel i7 or an i5 processor, uh, and also the battery power and performance. These are all variables that you can see. Uh, there's a full list of all, all of this on our story on Tech Guide. And the way they weigh as well, the 14 gram, the LG Gram 14 weighs less than a kilo. 999 grams it weighs. That's pretty good. That's lightweight right there. That's why it's called the gram. 999 of them for the LG Gram 14. Uh, and the 17 is not much heavier. It's 1.35 kilos. That's pretty impressive for a 17-inch laptop. And up to one terabyte of storage, too, on that baby as well, the 17-inch for your 3299 bucks. Check it out. There's a lot of choices, a lot of range there. But the LG, uh, they've shown they can flex their muscles in other, in other categories, not just TVs and not only in appliances, but also now in laptops. If you want to check those out, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The dark web is an underground part of the web that isn't searchable from regular search engines. It's where cyber criminals buy and sell illicit items and stolen personal information like bank account details, home addresses, credit card information and more. Norton 360 Premium 
includes dark web monitoring, which searches the dark web markets for your personal details, and if discovered, you will be notified. The Norton 360 Premium has multiple layers of protection for your devices, online privacy like a secure VPN and dark web monitoring, all in a single solution. With real-time threat protection to help protect you and your devices from existing and emerging online threats, there's parental control to help manage your kids' online time, school time to manage your child's remote learning, a password manager to generate, store and manage your passwords and other credentials more securely, there's also SafeCam for PC and SMS security as well. Norton 360 Premium for PCs, Macs, smartphones or tablets is available online at au.norton.com or an electrical retailer. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. And they've got a range of things if you're after a cable, a power bank, earphones, MagSafe products, cases, you name it, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I thought we'd talk about in the Help Desk, I've had a few calls from people who have finding they've got not the best mobile reception at their place. And what I recommend for these customers, these people, is to try a little thing that can help them out of a jam. And what that is, is Wi-Fi calling. Wi-Fi calling. If you have a recent iPhone, and recent I mean the last, say, four or five years, recent iPhone, recent Android phone, there is a feature for you to activate Wi-Fi calling. So as long as you're connected to your home's Wi-Fi, it uses your Wi-Fi to boost the mobile signal. So it provides a bit of backhaul for your mobile call. I've had responses from readers and listeners who have had rubbish reception, but Wi-Fi calling has actually made it, has improved it greatly to the point where they can actually make and receive calls in a, in, a, in their homes before where they couldn't, they had no reception, they could hardly have a con- conduct a phone call. So something worth trying if you're in this situation. The other thing I suggest, of course, is is if Wi-Fi calling doesn't work, and uh, and trust me, in a lot of t- cases it does. So try it out. But if it doesn't work for you, then it may be you may have to consider switching carriers. Now I know I think the person who contacted me most recently about this had just signed a 12 month uh, plan through Aldi. I think it was. They paid their money and they were locked in for 12 months. So they're not going to throw that money away. And so that's why I suggested uh, Wi-Fi calling could be the answer to their problems here because it does take their Wi-Fi signal and uses it to boost the to boost their mobile reception, mobile connection. Definitely worth a try. But if you're in the case of you, you've got a month-to-month plan and where you live your reception's rubbish, then it could be worth maybe invite a friend over who uses another network Say you're on Telstra and you've got rubbish reception at your house, invite someone who's on Optus or Vodafone and check and, and see what their experience is like. They might they might have great reception and that might be the your solution. You can port your number across to that carrier so that you can have better reception at home. Plenty of things you can do. These are just a couple. If 
That is the full-time siren on Tech Guide episode 507. We hope you enjoyed it. If you need to find out anything we've spoken about, you know where to find it at techguide.com.au. Anything more you need to know, that's where you need to go. And if you want to get in touch, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. And, uh, or you can hit the Ask Stephen icon, and that will send me an email as well. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. If you need Wi-Fi help, get an Orbi. Uh, and Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. I know we spoke about Norton 360 Premium, but now there's Norton 360 Advanced. Give them a go. Please support the sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 